Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 183, How to Have an Influential Voice and Leave a Legacy with Trisha Brooke. So Trisha is an incredible award-winning writer, producer, director, and speaking coach. She is someone who I greatly admire, and I've had the pleasure of mentoring her over the past few years. And she has written a book called The Influential Voice that comes out on April 27th. So I invited Trisha onto the I Heart My Life show once again to talk a little bit more about the book and who it's for, as well as share how she wrote the book in literally a week and found the strength to be more vulnerable than ever before to share her personal story, as well as stories about her marriage, her childhood, and things she's never revealed to the public before. So we're going to have a conversation together about what it means to be a speaker, what it means to have influence and to leave a legacy. And truth be told, this is an episode for anyone who wants to share, who anyone who wants to speak on a topic, anyone who has a podcast or wants to be more influential in their career when it comes to speaking. So definitely listen to this episode and get inspired to get your message out into the world. And then, of course, check out Trisha's book called The Influential Voice. Let's dive in. This episode is sponsored by our business intensive for new coaches happening over a two day period from March 17th to 18th, 2021. This is your chance to learn the exact steps to take to start and grow your own online coaching business this year. Me, as well as my whole team of coaches are going to be there for you the entire two days to support you in understanding what it really takes to grow your online coaching business. We're going to help you uncover the mindset that you need to start your business. We're going to help you identify who you want to work with and how you can best serve those clients with your current skill sets. We're going to help you uncover the top high-performance habits for new and aspiring coaches. You're going to learn how to design your first or next coaching offer. You're going to discover the top marketing strategies that are working in the online space right now. And we're going to go deeper with sales strategy and help you move past any of the money blocks that you're currently experiencing. So as you see, we are covering everything when it comes to new coaches and their success. So if you go to bit.ly IHML coach, you'll see everything that you need and you can register as an I Heart My Life show insider by using the podcast code insider on this page and you're going to get a $23 ticket. Tickets are normally $97, but for all of our listeners, you get a ticket for the two-day event for only $23 when you use the promo code INSIDER. If you can't find this information, you can definitely look on our blog. We have everything linked in the show notes, or you can email us at info at iheartmylife.com. Regardless, you are going to want to be in this room. Everything is virtual. You can do it from anywhere in the world, and you'll get to meet amazing community members as well and feel an energetic shift just by being in this virtual space with all these incredible women and a whole team of personal coaches. So go to bit.ly IHML coach and get your ticket today. Welcome back to the show, Trisha. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. I'm so excited to be back with you, Emily. Thank you for having me. As many people know, you are an esteemed speaking coach, but I want you to tell people a little bit more about your background because I know it's far more extensive than that. So can you share a little bit more about the work that you've done over the years and also the work that you do today? Sure. 
I moved to New York City over 30 years ago from Arnold, Missouri to pursue a career in dance. I was always a performing artist and I knew that I was going to dance all over the world and with Barishnikov. And I did all of that. I danced at the Paris Opera, at the Vienna Opera House, all over Europe. I was able to perform at Lincoln Center. And when I was dancing with Lucinda Child's Dance Company, we collaborated with Barishnikov's company and I got to dance with him. And that was a childhood dream come true. I moved from being a dancer into being a director, writer, producer. I've written several musicals and produced those shows here in New York. I make documentary films. And three years ago, I was minding my own business, making uh, movies and directing. And a friend of mine said, I just booked a TED Talk. Would you direct me? And huge fan of her work, Petra Kolber. And I thought that sounds super fun, just like a one-woman show. So I approached it exactly like a one-woman show. I did script analysis with her. We did choreography and blocking. I worked with her on objective and action and intention in terms of how she delivered. And it was really fun. And I had the best time being with her because... Her talk is all about the perfection detox, and it was really inspiring to hear somebody like her, an author, a thought leader, a leader in her area of expertise, sharing this powerful message. So it was like I was getting free coaching by working with her. And after our time together, she planted the seed that I should do this. I didn't really know what do this meant. I had no idea there was speakers in need of coaching out there. I didn't realize there was an online space for business. I had zero online credibility. I was not on Facebook. I was not on LinkedIn. I did not have any social media, anything. And when she said, you should do this, people need your expertise, I thought, well, that sounds amazing. Let me see if I can work with thought leaders. And immediately upon making the decision to support, amplify, and elevate voices, all of these speakers started showing up in my life, and I had no place to put them. What does a theater producer do? They produce shows. What's the best show for speakers? TEDx. So I applied to get my license. I became the executive producer of TEDx Lincoln Square in New York City, produced two years of shows, decided I wanted more creative control as a producer, moved on from TED, began to create my own show, which was called Speakers Who Dare at the time. And now I am internationally supporting speakers with the Big Talk Academy, my 12-week certification program. And it's given me an opportunity to really leave a lasting legacy by helping speakers share their powerful message in order to reach as many people as possible. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I know that we went even more in in, uh, depth with your story back in Oh my gosh, a few years ago when we recorded episode 18, which is crazy. We're on like episode 175 uh, at the time that we're recording this. So it was a while back, but people can go and listen to even more of your story if they're interested. And the thing that I want to kind of highlight here today is just your boldness. And you had this kind of angel whisper in your life say, I think that you can do this and that you should do it. And you were like, okay, well, let me check it out. Let me feel into it. Let me see what this actually looks like. 
And so you took that action and moved forward and found opportunities that felt in alignment and open doors and allowed you to leave that legacy, as you said. And, you know, I think that's just such a great reminder for everyone listening that life can pivot and it's an amazing thing to pivot and that sometimes people see other things in us before we see them for ourselves. I love that. And I I add to that, Emily, which is there was no concern about whether I could do that or whether I would fail in trying. And that goes back to me being a dancer. I heard no all the time. Doors were shut in my face all the time. And if I had stopped every time somebody said, no, you're not right for this part, I wouldn't be where I am today. And being able to work through discomfort and what I don't know in order to get to the other side so that I can be of greater service is why I decided to try to support speakers. And what I realized in trying and giving myself the opportunity to try something brand new, not knowing if it would fail or succeed, is that now I get to actually use my area of expertise as a producer and a director to create a safe space that did not exist before. And that is what I'm so excited about is to be able to create this new way of directing speakers so that they can move from being good to great. So beautiful. And I'm curious to know a little bit more. Can you share with the audience in what way did you feel that this did not exist before? Do you feel like you're doing things differently or do you mean in your own life and and obviously career? Both. Let's start with the speakers that I work with. Many speakers believe that they can show up on a stage with a slide deck and speak bullet points. And for those of you out there who do that, I respect you immensely. And what I'm doing with my community is I'm teaching them the art form that I teach actors, which is objective in action. It's memorization. It is understanding that it's not about you. It's about the scene. It's about the audience. It's about what you need to get from the audience and how you're going to get it. So being able to approach the art of public speaking through the lens of a director is what I think is unique to my work. If I were to talk about my life, yes, everything changed as well when I stepped fully into who I was meant to be in the world and moved from being um, an unconscious competent to a conscious confident and really knowing that I'm showing up in a way that is of service and that my gifts are meant to have a much bigger reach. So I think they're directly related. Yeah, I totally see that. And for people who don't understand what an unconscious competent actually is, this is somebody who is successful, but they don't understand why they're successful. And so it's challenging to replicate that success. At least you don't know how to replicate it in a, in a, in a way that is um, kind of obvious, for lack of a better word. And so you learned what it was that you were doing, what makes you successful. You started to transform your mindset, all the things. So we'll get into that, I'm sure, on today's episode. But I just wanted to explain in case people are unaware of that term. Thank you. Yeah. So one of the things that's coming to mind about you and the work that you do is that you believe that speaking is important for everyone. And you believe that everyone has a powerful message to share. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that, because I know there's a lot of people listening who 
of course, know about TED, TEDx, and and maybe have been intrigued by it in the past, but never thought that they actually had something of importance to say. But I know that that's not what you believe. So can you talk a little bit about how people kind of know, can know if they're ready for speaking or if they're even going to be able to do it? Well, I'll directly relate this to your work, Emily, as a money mindset expert and coach. You believe everyone is born and it's their birthright to be wealthy. And I believe everyone is born and it's their birthright to share their powerful story. And the reason I know that to be a fact is because there are 7.8 billion people on this planet. And we as human beings, now more than ever, we understand how directly connected we are and that we are ultimately one. And when you share your powerful message and your personal story, you will reach the one person on this planet that you are meant to reach. And guess what? You can change and even save their life. So if you're thinking, I don't have anything important to say, what I have to say doesn't matter, I'm not smart enough, I don't have a book, I didn't go to college, nobody cares, all of that is a lie. You are meant to share your story. And it doesn't mean it has to be on a huge stage in front of 10,000 people like Michelle Obama. But it does mean that by sharing your story, even from across the table at dinner, you could potentially change how one of your children sees the world for the rest of their lives. And that is why I think the power of speaking and communication and using your voice in a responsible way is the ultimate, ultimate power. Yes. I agree completely. And I feel so blessed to have a front row seat to your work and your community. And I know it's a very diverse community. You have amazing um, women, or there's one woman woman in particular I'm thinking of who I think is 18 and she lives abroad. Is that correct? Linnell Swan. She is one of the smartest, brightest up and coming leaders. Keep an eye out for her. She lives in the Philippines. She is so talented and she is part of my community. Yes. My community is international. Our values include inclusion and curiosity and respect and responsibility and love and being able to give speakers a safe, welcoming place where they see themselves in this community is how I'm also leaving a lasting legacy because it gives everyone an opportunity to have that safe space so that they can share their powerful story and feel heard. Yeah, exactly. And I know, you know, you have that client, you have clients speaking on leadership, One of your other clients who stands out to me, she is somebody who experienced a murder in her family and now has a whole talk about forgiveness. And so I I just wanted to point that out because people, again, you don't have to have gone through something um, intense or something tragic to be able to share a message. And ultimately, I know that your work is about that legacy and everyone has the opportunity to leave that legacy, whether it's for themselves or for their family, or they want to grow a community that lives on past them. We all have that opportunity. And I know that you and I recently talked about, um, another point that I want to make when we did a Facebook live together and I think it's it's so important now more than ever for people to understand that we need more leaders and we need more people stepping out and moving past the fear and speaking up and just being those guides for others who are maybe still too afraid to speak. And so I'm so excited about your work and the programs that you've created because it makes 
these opportunities more accessible to people around the world. And you're showing people, regardless of where they're at, regardless of their current skill set or experience, that they can take the stage and have an impact. And ultimately, you're giving them hope. And that's hope that they've been craving, you know, for years. Well, thank you, Emily. And I'd love to also comment on the idea that your story is meant to be heard by someone. And it doesn't mean that you have to have a murder in your family in order to have a value add. And I have many speakers who come to me and they say, well, I've never had cancer, or I'm just talking about divorce, or my family didn't break up. My parents are still together. When you think about your life in relationship to someone else's life, we are human beings and we all are flawed and we all have challenges. We all have suffering. We all have our own personal experience. And I'm always encouraging my speakers to immediately stop comparing their personal experience with someone else's personal experience. I know a lot of traumatic stories. I know a lot of challenges. Many of my speakers want to share their trauma from the stage in order to serve others. And there are many speakers who share their successes from a stage to serve others. So whether or not you think, I haven't had enough tragedy in my life, I should keep my mouth shut. Absolutely not. You have something to give and there's no comparison that's going on here because Every story is meant to be told. Every story has a powerful impact. And I encourage everyone listening to really think about who you are and how you want to show up and, and, and commit to yourself that you're going to share your story no matter what. And those of you who have trauma, really important here, do not share your story until you've healed from that trauma. You do not want to share your story from the wound You want to share it from the scar. It's got to be healed. And only then can you share that story in a way that's going to help us heal. If you share that story too soon, we feel obligated to take care of you. And that's not the position you want to be in as a speaker. You want to be taking care of us. Wow. I've never heard you put it like that before. You just blew my mind. I love that. So share from the scar, not the wound. So that brings me to my next question for you and the point of, of this whole conversation here, which is about the influential voice. So one of the things that stands out to me is a conversation we had when you came to work with James and myself in LA. Um, I don't even remember what it was, when it was, to be honest. So much has happened. <laughs> but you came to work with us a little over a year ago, and we were having a conversation about your story and about things that were really vulnerable and things that were... Um, maybe maybe stories that you hadn't actually shared publicly. And we started to have a conversation around, well, could this be a book? And what would that look like? And I'm curious to know whether you knew that a book was always in your future. I never knew a book was in my future. I never knew writing screenplays, writing pilots, writing... I never knew any of that was in my future, which is why I referred to myself just a minute ago as being a past unconscious competent. Moving into being conscious and um, aware of how I move through the world now, a book did become part of my um, future. 
Did I know it was going to be the influential voice? I did not. I had many people ask me to write a book on public speaking. You had asked me to write a, a an autobiography, which I thought was really interesting. And I think I said to you, Emily, who cares about my life? Nobody's going to think that's interesting. <laughs> and what ended up happening was I was shopping around a book proposal about the art of public speaking and no one was interested in it. And I was totally bored with it myself. I had zero dreams about it, zero passion. It was as if I was just doing it because I needed to have a book. It was completely disconnected to me. And obviously it was disconnected to me. That's why nobody was interested in, in publishing it. And in June, Joe and I were supposed to be in Mexico celebrating our 11 year wedding anniversary. And of course we did not travel anywhere. It was in the middle of uh, COVID. And it was shortly after all of the racial unrest and George Floyd's murder. And I sat down and I wrote the first chapter of the book that is now called The Influential Voice about systemic racism, the impeachment hearings, and the responsibility that we have as human beings to speak with dignity. And I submitted the chapter to a publisher and I got a book deal in two days. Wow. That's so amazing, Trisha. So I'm curious to know a little bit more about the process after that. I know that you were supposed to take this trip with your husband, Joe. Um, but what you ended up doing was essentially writing a whole book in a matter of days. Can you talk a little bit about that and how that even happened? How maybe somebody else could uh, replicate the process or at least get the head, their head around the fact that they could write a book in a week? Absolutely. I, I say this um, knowing that we are all, we're all capable of more than we believe we're capable of. And I moved to New York City when I was 20 years old to pursue a career in dance. I've written musicals. I, I uh, produced a, a show in New York. Did I think I would ever do any of that? No. It is possible for you to do anything when you make the decision to do it. That also requires um, commitment. It requires being on a schedule. It requires your commitment to yourself as well. So when the book publisher, when we, when we decided to work together and they gave me deadlines, I thought, well, I've got this 10 days off where I'm not going to be in Mexico with Joe rather than working and, and coaching my clients, I will stay, um, off the calendar and I will write a book during this time because I have other things going on and I want to be able to meet the deadlines of my publisher. So I set, I, I set my schedule up to be able to just work on the book and for everyone who's listening, if you are an expert in your field and you have been working with clients or working on a project, you actually have a lot of content, more than you probably know exists. By showing up on social media, by talking about your area of expertise, that's generating content. I didn't sit down and look at a blank page and think, where am I going to start? 
I sat down and I thought, how am I going to give everybody on the planet as much information as I can about how to become an influential voice? Because I truly believe anyone can become an influential voice, whether you're a mom, whether you're a doctor, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a thought leader, whether you're a student, everyone can become an influential voice. And how am I going to distill everything that I know about speaking, about performing, about being a good human being into a book so that anyone and everyone can use this book as a guide to speak with dignity and become influential voices themselves, which ultimately serves humanity. So I sat down and I started writing how I was influenced by voices in my life. My dance teacher, my very first dance teacher, Sharon McGuire, believed in me. I started dancing when I was seven. She was an influential voice in my life. Let's write about that. Let's write about what it meant to be competing for the petite junior miss dance competition of St. Louis and not having enough money to buy a beautiful dress like all the other girls. And then competing, going through the process and having them call my name. They called my name. Trisha Brooke from Arnold, Missouri, and I was wearing a gray dress from Sears. Let me see if I can write that story in this book and have a lesson about what it means to have an influential voice believe in you. So I sat down for 10 days and I thought about every moment in my life that was influential and how I could turn that into a story that would entertain and inspire. And then I went back to my catalog of all of the content that I've generated about the art of speaking. And I organized it in a way that could actually teach the reader how to find their amazing idea, how to remove limiting beliefs, how to get clear on purpose, value, and mission so that they can actually identify the idea they care about. And it was hard, Emily. I worked really, really long hours and it was really hard. And by the end of that process, I was no longer sitting at my computer typing with my hands. I was literally standing up, reciting the chapters into a microphone so that I could transcribe it onto the page. That's how exhausted I was. But I was determined I was determined to finish the first draft in that period of time so that I could meet my deadlines. Wow. I love that story. And I still remember when you were like, you messaged me and you said, I wrote a book <laughs> and it's classic Trisha. We had, and I remember now we had had that intensive in November of 2019. And this was, you know, uh, about what, seven months later, seven or eight months later, and you had already completed it. And honestly, you know, if, if we're telling the truth here, it was a big deal for you to share the Sears story, you know, the Sears dress story and winning the junior miss competition to share things that were a bit more vulnerable than what you were used to. So can you talk a little bit about anything you had to move through in order to go back down memory, memory lane and share some of the more personal things that weren't necessarily a part of you were speaking and, and what the work that you've been doing in the world um, up until that point. I realized that the work I do with speakers requires them to get vulnerable with me. It requires them to trust me when I say you will be criticized. You will get feedback that you may not ask for. 
And it was important to me at that moment that I step into the role of speaking vulnerably and sharing personal stories so that my speakers and my community can connect to me more deeply. Because when they can connect to me more deeply, I can serve them better and I can get out of them an even more powerful story if they know that I'm also a vulnerable human being. It was very scary. And the book comes out April 27th. No one's read it yet. And trust me, I feel excited, but I also feel vulnerable. And I feel um, it's the first time I'm sharing my personal story, many personal stories, even stories about me and Joe, in a way that is going to be forever in print. And that's new for me. I'm extremely private. It's never been about me. It's always about my speakers. It's always about my work and how I can serve. So it, it was a very fine line to be able to share a personal story of service and not share a personal story of ego. Totally. I think at some point your work in order to leave the legacy and to impact, it it has to be about you, but that's the differentiating factor. It's not about ego. It's about telling the story and being vulnerable in order to serve the community in a deeper way. Right. We need to connect as human beings. And I think that being able to connect through storytelling is absolutely one of the most powerful ways we can. I agree completely. So tell us a little bit more about who the book is for. In particular, I really want to highlight the fact that even if you're not looking to become a TEDx speaker, this is a book for you. So can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. This book is meant for anyone who desires to learn how to communicate more effectively and in a way that's going to have greater impact. And I kind of break the book up into pre-production, production, production, and post-production. And I I say that because that's how I make my movies. There's pre-production, there's we're in production, and then there's post where we're editing and doing sound. And it's really understanding your purpose, values, and mission first. And anybody who wants to have a more fulfilling life and wants to jump out of bed in the morning, whether you speak or not, understanding your purpose, values, and mission is going to help you have a more fulfilling life. And then the production part, pre-production also includes limiting beliefs and um, removing all of the mindset that all of the, the stuff that goes around mindset and understanding that you are powerful and what you have to say does matter. And then moving into production, which is the creation of your idea and why you need to share it. When you understand that the ideas that are buzzing around your head mean something and matter. And of course, you and I believe this to be true, Emily, when you dream something, it's meant the universe is meant for you to have that dream. It's, it's meant to become a reality or you wouldn't dream it. So if you're having these ideas, you are meant to share them. And the production part is why. And if we move into post-production, how you need to share the idea is the next part. You know why you need to share it, How are you going to share it? And I teach these readers how they can share their idea, whether it's across the table from their spouse or their partner or pitching a decision maker or a producer like me so I can put you on my big stage. How to share the idea is equally as important as why you need to share the idea. And so really the book is meant for anyone who desires to communicate more effectively, who desires to 
have an impact and leave lasting legacy, whether you are a teacher and you want to speak more effectively to your students, whether you are a thought leader and you want to have a bigger platform and communicate with more impact, whether you are a a student and you want to understand who you're meant to be in the world, this book is meant for anyone who wants to be an influential voice and leave lasting legacy, whether that's on the planet, in your community, or at home. I love that. And it's making me think um, about the importance of voice as well. I know that, I believe it was last year, uh, maybe it was early last year, because I believe you were on the subway, you overheard a group of teenagers having a conversation and using their voice in a very negative way. And, you know, you're welcome to share that full story. But the reason I bring that up is because I think we all need to recognize more than ever before the power of our voice, even in everyday situations. Look, the subway story is one that's in my book. And it was a moment where I heard these young men talking negatively about a young girl they went to school with. So I stood up and and told them they were speaking violence not only to her, but to me and to every other woman on the train. And I asked them to stop. And I was safe. I did not speak to the entire train. I spoke to the boys and I, it was a crowded train. I was not putting myself in danger. And my goal for that, my desire for that was for one of the boys in that group to think differently next time so that they could potentially say, hey guys, this isn't cool. Let's not do this. But if we think about right now, the power of language and what's happening right now in this moment, the insurrection happened at the White House because of language and the misuse of it from the place of command. We cannot deny the power of language, good or bad. And Brene Brown talks about the missing piece here being accountability. So it's my hope that the influential voice can get us thinking about the power of our voice and the use of our language so that we become accountable before we speak instead of looking for accountability after we say something damaging. Thank you for that reminder, Trisha. So I just want to say I am so excited for the book to come out. I can't wait to read it. We've been talking about it for a while. It feels like it's taken forever to get to this point because I just want to be able to read it and have my hands on it. I know it's absolutely beautiful. The cover is stunning. And I just can't wait for other people to get their hands on it as well. So at the time that we're recording this and when it's released, we're still going to be in the pre-order phase. So can you tell people a little bit about how they can order the book and the reason why they should order before it's released? Absolutely. The book will be in your hands April 27th. It is available for pre-order now at theinfluentialvoicebook.com. And by pre-ordering the book, you get the first chapter immediately for free. And you get access to the masterclass that goes along with purpose, value, and mission for free. So all you have to do is purchase the book online at Amazon or Barnes and Nobles. And you can do that from the influentialvoicebook.com. Send us a picture of your receipt and we will send you access to chapter one and the masterclass that goes along with the book. It's an amazing 20 minute masterclass on purpose, value, and mission. I have had a sneak peek of that and it is incredible. So everyone is going to want to take that action before the book comes out for sure. 
And I just want to say thank you, Trisha, for writing this book. I know what it takes to be vulnerable. In some ways, I still have a vulnerability hangover from my book, but we all have to share our stories if we want to have that impact and leave that legacy. And sometimes it starts with just sharing something simple. I know for me, in the beginning of building my company, I didn't share every single story. I just started with one of the ones that I felt was most important. And people really gravitated towards that. They welcomed that story. They really felt like they could relate to it. And over time, I shared more and more and it got easier. So I just wanted to kind of throw that in there as a reminder for anyone who feels like they might have a story to share. Maybe it's not necessarily going to turn into a full-blown business or they don't know if that's what they want, or maybe they're not sure that they want to have a podcast or a speaking career or a book, but everyone has some story to share and something that's of value. And if you just start with that first step, you'll be blown away by what it can turn into and the impact that you can have and by who is actually paying attention to the words that you're saying. So thank you for everything that you do, Trisha. And we cannot wait for the book to be released. Thank you, Emily. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you loved today's episode. Definitely go to the influentialvoicebook.com to pre-order Trisha's book today. I know you're going to be blown away. And of course, you're going to qualify for all of the additional bonuses when you buy the book before April 27th. I'm so excited to hear what you think and to see you sharing your message with the world. I'll talk to you next time. We hope you love this episode. Thank you so much for being an avid listener of the I Heart My Life show. Take a second and leave a review. It would mean so much to us and we read all of them. And for further inspiration and life and business tips about creating a life that you love and achieving massive success, definitely follow us at I Heart My Life on Instagram and at I Heart My Life Now on Facebook. See you next time.